tell me about your kids. Tell Me About Your Kids is a conversation on connected parenting. Bonnie Harris talks to parents about their problems and struggles. Listen in. These conversations can be your support system in your day-to-day parenting journey. Welcome back to Tell Me About Your Kids. I'm Bonnie Harris. I am your host. And this month, the month of March, I'm going to be giving you a new tip each week. Now, when I say a new tip, each one is loaded with lots of information. So it's probably more like lots of tips. Today, I'm going to be talking about what I call connective communication, how to talk to your kids so that they will listen, so that they will really hear what you're saying, and so they might respond. And I say might because your goal is not for your child to talk to you. Your goal is to get them to listen, to hear that you're interested, to hear that you want to know what's going on with them. The more they understand that, the more likely it is for them to open up. So how to get your kids to open up is a big topic that I hear from so many, many parents. All parents want to find out what's going on, right? They want to know what's going on emotionally inside their kids, especially when their behavior is showing obvious upset. But most parents go about it by asking questions. What's wrong? Why are you so upset? How do you feel about that? Why can't you calm down? They don't know the answers to these questions, unless it's to blame someone else or throw their parents off track. Most kids, mostly introverts, don't like questions. Questions put your child on the spot. So when your child hears a question from you, they immediately worry that they've got to have the right answer or they want to have the answer that they know you don't want to hear, watch the fireworks go off, or they feel very inadequate because they don't know. But most kids don't understand what's happening to them emotionally, feeling-wise. They don't know why they behave the way they do. So it's our job as parents to listen, to interpret, And to make some assumptions, some well-educated, because this is your child and you know your child, assumptions about what you think might be going on with them. So I call this connective communication because this is about communicating with your child in a way that that they they can hear. They don't have to answer. There's no requirement. To answer. When you make a statement like, huh, I wonder if that must have been really confusing for you when you heard your teacher talking about that and you didn't know what to do. Or, I bet if I were you, I'd be really angry about something like that. Or, hmm, looks to me like you've got some hurt feelings 
going on here. I can I can see that you may be feeling really put off or left out. So when you make statements like that and think period at the end of the sentence, not question mark, if you just think period, then you'll come up with this. It's kind of like you're thinking out loud. You're wondering about what's going on with your child. And it's much easier to hear. Your child often gets suspicious if they hear questions from you because, you know, they, if they don't have the right answer or the answer they think you want, who knows? Maybe they'll get in trouble. Maybe you'll be disappointed in them. Maybe you'll tell them why they shouldn't feel that way. Hmm. So there's all kinds of things that go on that cause kids not to trust when you're coming at them with questions. Initially, you want to make these statements, and it's it's kind of like surmising what you think might be happening. And when your child hears a statement like that, and if you hit the nail on the head, boy, you're going to get you're going to get a look. You're maybe going to get a nod of the head. You're maybe going to get nothing. Now, if your child has no response, no reaction, then that then you're golden. That means he's listened, he's taken it in, he's heard what you have to say, and he will process it in his own time. This is why this is an exceptionally powerful tool to use with introverts, because introverts process things internally. They like to take care of stuff inside and get things figured out before they talk. Extroverts are the opposite. (laughs) I'm an extrovert. My family always says this joke about me that one one time I said, how do I know what I think until I hear myself say it? Right? That's a typical extrovert. But an introvert doesn't want to figure things out out loud. They want to take it in and think about it, process it for a while. So when you say something like, man, I bet when your sister took that from you, you probably just felt like giving her a good punch. Or here's one that I often recommend to parents of integrity kids. Because if you've got an integrity child and a harmony child, and that means a harmony child who is everything is going smoothly, they they look like everything is great, they can do what you ask them to do, they don't want a fight. Integrity kids fight tooth and nail for what they believe in. Listen to some other Uh, podcasts about integrity kids and harmony kids, but especially if you have one of each. And I found this so true with my daughter. The most powerful thing you can say when you're seeing upset in that child, the integrity child who won't take no for an answer, who's fighting back, who's getting really, really upset over something that doesn't seem to be upset worthy You can probably make some good progress if you say, oh man, I bet it's really, really hard to see your brother. This is what I would say to my daughter. 
it must be so hard to see your brother look like everything comes so easily for him. It He's got all these friends, all this stuff just rolls off his back. Everything seems hunky-dory. Or maybe you might say, and I wonder if you think that we think he's so much easier and therefore like him better. You know, when I said things like this to my daughter, she would say, yes. It was like, oh my God, we finally understood. That's exactly what was always going on in her head. Her older brother had life in spades. Everything was looking good. Everything was easy for him. And it was hard for her. So to try to cheer her up, to try to make her see things the way I wanted her to see it. Yeah, your brother maybe have, has an easier time with this, but look at you can do this so well. That's not what she wants to hear in that moment of real upset. And so when I would say, I bet it's just really hard to think that everything comes so easily to him, that yes would come out every time. And when you say something that you think you're making up and you're putting words in your child's mouth, which is one of the fears of this, you know, I always think that your child is going to be very happy to tell you you're wrong if you're wrong. If you say, boy, I wonder if you were really mad about that, and your child says, no, I wasn't at all, then you can say, oh, okay, boy, I was wrong about that. Enough. That's it. That's all. If you ask your child a question, why are you so upset about that? You're probably going to get, I don't know if you get any response at all, but often you're going to get your child wanting to change the subject or blaming whoever you might think was at could be at fault so he could get, you know, his sister or brother in trouble. A lot of things go on when you ask questions until there is 100% trust involved. But before we get to that, because that leads to the next, the next step, but in this beginning place, this is where you are going across the bridge to your child. This is where you're narrowing the gap between the way you see things and the way your child sees things. This is where you want to do the detective work and go all the way to your child and not expect her to come to you and understand things the way you see them. So, man, I wonder if you are really upset because you heard me yelling at your brother or at your dad last night. You know, you want to be willing to really hit the nail on the head. If you know your kids overheard you yelling, you better address it because they're going to go into all kinds of imagination about it. And you want to say, I wonder if that was really upsetting to you when you heard us yelling at each other last night. 
I'm sure I would have been upset if I had overheard that, period. And then if your child stays there and is quiet, then you know he wants to hear more. If he gets all fidgety and runs off, it's not time. This is not a good time. So just drop it and maybe bring it up again later. When you come at the emotional life of your child with statements and not questions, then you're going to have a much better chance at hearing what's going on with your child. And as you go along, you can open up a little more. Yeah, well, you might hear, yeah, well, I was, I, I just, I hate school. I hate my teacher. So instead of, I don't think that's true. I know you like your teacher. You want to say, ah, uh-huh. So you were really mad about something she said, it sounds like. Or you might say, oh, um, I, I wonder if, your te- if it seemed like your teacher wasn't listening to you or you couldn't say what you wanted. You know, anything like that. Just imagine what must be going on with your child. And when that happens, then you can put it into words. And when your child knows that you get it, that you get them, that you can put their emotions into words, then they know they're okay. It is just this warm blanket of validation when you, when you acknowledge what's going on with them. And then when you got that connection, then you go into problem solving. And problem solving is all about questions. So connective communication, making statements, happens when you most want to ask questions. (laughs) It's really frustrating. On the tip of your tongue is the question, what's wrong? Why do you want to do that? What's, What's going on with you? That's when you want to make statements. Then when you get to problem solving, that's when you want to make directive statements. You need to do this. She needs to hear this. Why don't you just leave him alone? Why don't you just do this or that? When you want to make statements, that's when you want to ask questions. And next week, we're going to go into problem solving a little more deeply which I think is the most important skill we can teach our children. Thanks for listening. I'm Bonnie Harris. If you're curious to learn more or would like to talk to me personally, check out my website, bonnieharris.com, where you can also find my books, When Your Kids Push Your Buttons and Confident Parents' Remarkable Kids. There are also links in the liner notes. And please subscribe to Tell Me About Your Kids on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Tell Me About Your Kids is produced and scored by Echo Finch.